Coming up in this segment, we're going to talk a bit about hate crimes. And it's something that, you know, gets thrown around a lot. We hear about hate crimes all the time, right? We talk about hate crime, hate crime. Asian hate crime has been in the spotlight a lot. Um, and uh, for, for good reason. We've, we've seen a, an increase in crimes targeting Asian people because of the COVID pandemic. But hate crime is a term that we use a lot, but very rarely actually see translate into a courtroom. Many crimes are brought to court and are treated differently because of racial motivation, but that doesn't necessarily make them a hate crime. It's a pretty complicated legal area, so let's let's try and sort it out now. Joining us, we have uh, Balfour Durr, who is a criminal offense attorney and a former prosecutor in Calgary. He joins us now to, to sort through all this. Now, uh, Balfour, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. Good morning. Yeah, it's sort of a complicated issue. We, we keep, Like I say, we always hear about hate crimes, and police you know, often say we're investigating the possibility of something being a hate crime. But in reality, that rarely translates to an actual hate crime charge being filed in court, right? You are absolutely correct. There is a, um, a section in the criminal code, um, which is entitled uh, Public Incitement of Hatred, and, and it encompasses um, promoting hatred against an identifiable group right okay so that, that's what the charge is but it's <laughs> it's not as easy to um to prove an actual fact and and there are a number of exceptions for instance if if you establish the statements are true or um if you're in good faith um attempting to establish by an argument an opinion on a religious subject for instance or based on a religious text or something. Um, so there's things like that. So, And it requires um, promoting hatred, which is actually means even more than encouragement. It means you have to actively instigate um, this hatred against the group. So it's not that easy to prove, actually. Yeah, exactly. Now, that, that's not to say that there aren't different... Um remedies through the legal system when it comes to a racially motivated crime. It just means they're not necessarily a hate crime, right? Correct. And, and once again, you are uh, 100% accurate in what you're saying to your audience, and that is that there is another section in the criminal code which is part of the sentencing regime, the part of the okay. sentencing sections. So if someone commits a crime, any crime, and there's evidence that it was motivated by hate, for instance, but it, it could be anything. It could be hate based on race national or ethnic origin, language, religion. The shoes you're wearing, age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's quite a wide section. And that is the section that, that actually gets more use than the one section in the criminal code that deals with promoting hatred. That, that promoting hatred is, um, you know, someone who takes a very um, large stand against uh, another group and um, will promoted by literature, by speaking, by all types of things like that. So that doesn't happen very often. Um, but, these other, but this other section for sentencing does. For instance, um, you know, we have in, in our office um, represented someone who, who spray-painted a um, swastika on a synagogue. Okay. All right? So that person, the charge for that person was actually a fairly common charge called mischief or damage to property. But the judge, in sentencing the accused, could could have resort to this this one section that said, "But hold it, this is motivated by um, racial hatred, and therefore I'm going to up the sentence. I get to up the sentence because of that." 
Okay. Um, now, what does it take as uh, a prosecutor to to prove that? I mean, that, racism is not against the law, right? I mean, that, that that's, you know, whether it, no, no matter how right. awful right. you may think yeah. it is, it's not against the law. So how does a prosecutor go about making that distinction in court to make this sentencing more severe? What you have to do is, is show that um, whatever the crime was, whether that's... Um, um, you remember that footage uh, not long ago from that uh, elderly Chinese woman who was assaulted in New York City, in Manhattan, yes, yep. and it just happened to be someone had a cell phone and, and filmed it? Yeah. Um, so uh, that and, and the words that were being spoken by that person, what you have to prove is that the offense, in that case assault, was motivated by uh, prejudice or bias or hate based on, in that case, race, because of the words that were being spoken. Okay. Okay? Now, if that same man had just gone up and assaulted the same little old lady and not said anything, yeah. it would be very difficult to prove that that was motivated by race or discrimination, discrimination against the elderly, for instance. So we need evidence of this, and it's the words that are spoken by this person. I can't remember. It had something to do, I think, with COVID or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. are we in a situation where, you know, it sounds like we have a pretty good um, framework around handling these kinds of incidents. Do we? Why do we always default to hate crime? Is that something that we need to just forget about and say we've got a system in place where if we see a ro- racially motivated incident, we have a way of handling that? Uh, yes, and again, um, um, you've done your homework very well. I'm agreeing with you on everything that you're <laughs> saying, uh, and, and it's true. We have a; it, it's the sentencing part of it that we're the the, um, the real punishment yeah. is um, yeah. is doled out, and and the the race part of it. So you can call it a hate crime. You could call a common assault a hate crime if you get evidence that it was motivated. Yeah. By racial hatred or but, whatever yeah exactly and then we'll deal with that in the sentencing phase which seems to make pretty decent right. sense to me uh-huh. okay yeah, the, the actual charge of promoting hatred it's it's there for a reason and you know we had a famous case in alberta for a fellow named keekstra yes um many years ago yep. and um that went you know up to the supreme court of canada and that became a big deal and and he you know he was he was a holocaust and iron a school teacher that was the problem yes Exactly. So he was basically preaching this to anyone who would listen. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even if you didn't want to listen, he was still preaching it to you. So it's, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a pretty narrow circumstance. We don't see um, hate crimes, and, and just just use that generally. We don't usually see hate crimes on that, it done in that way. Where you see it more mm-hmm. is, like, is like our client spray painting on a building, or the fellow in New York beating up right. an old Chinese lady because he feels that she's responsible for spreading COVID to the United States of America, right? So um, that's, that's where you see it more often. It's in these, um, not, I guess we could call them one-offs. Right, isolated incidents. Time as individual. Yeah, they're all isolated. There may be more and more of them happening. And, and they could, so there are some, you know, there are some minor crimes, for instance, in the criminal code. Causing a disturbance is one of them. Yeah. It's, it's in the category of the least serious crimes in the criminal code. But if someone were standing on the street corner, you know, yelling racial slurs at another person, mm-hmm. and I happen to be walking by, as far as I'm concerned, that's a crime 
it's causing a disturbance by shouting. I'm disturbed. I'm out in the public, and I'm disturbed by sure. this. And this fellow is motivated, obviously, by his words. He's motivated by racial hatred. Right. So that minor crime could be elevated in terms of its punishment, well beyond what people normally get for that crime, because it's racially motivated. And that happens under the existing framework we have right now. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That clears it up. Good discussion. Thanks very much, Balfour. Appreciate it. (laughs) You're very welcome. We'll do this again. Thanks very much. That is um, Balfour Durr, who is a Calgary criminal defense lawyer and former prosecutor.